this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is a podcast about soggy bottoms and good bakes. On your mark. Get set. Bake. Bake. <laughs> We're never going to get it together. <laughs> Patisserie. Patisserie week. They kept kind of alluding to this, like all the bakers sort of, well, Laura sure brought it up quite a lot. The like yeah. pastry and patisserie is not not pastry. Patisserie is really patisserie, not something yeah. that you would make at home. Right. Like you're not doing like tiny little French. Right. This is really if your full-time job is to work in a bakery and make these cute little things. Totally. So this one is always fun because it really makes the bakers go way out of their comfort zones to be super, super, super neat and like uniform. Like everything has to look exactly the same. This episode, I just have to say right out of the gate is a doozy. It's a doozy. It is. I have a lot of feelings about how it ended. I do too. Everyone has feelings about how it ended, but we... We won't spoil it just yet. Just yet. Okay, so first let's talk about last week's technical, which was a Sussex Pond Pudding. I did it, guys. I made it. I made the like 1600s steamed cake. Okay, so So a few things to follow up from last week. Pudding, we asked like, what does pudding mean outside of the US? Because in the US, it really just means like (laughs) this sort of like custard, thick milk custard. Some people wrote us and pretty much... All of them said, like, it's complicated. (laughs) Like, it kind of is used to just, it can be kind of just used to mean, like, any dessert. Like, okay, after dinner, we're going to have a pudding. And, like, it just has, like, become the name for any dessert. But it also typically refers to these types of, like, little cakes that are made in, like, a little pudding bowl or pudding cup. Right. And it doesn't necessarily have to be sweet. Right. Because, yeah, because there's like, I can't think of one right now. You can have a savory pudding. You can have a savory pudding. pudding. Yes. And it's pretty much just like a small cake of some kind, like savory or sweet with a filling. So the Sussex Pond Pudding, I did a lot of research on this because I was like, this is not like anything I've ever made before, which makes sense because it was, it's literally from the 1600s. And that actually really helped me gain, have confidence about this because I was like, listen, guys, if like British peasants can make this without an oven, Right. Like, I can do this. This was invented before indoor plumbing. And before all the fancy Williams-Sonoma baking things. Yes. Somebody on my personal Instagram um, who has been also baking along with the show, we were going back and forth on DM and she was like, okay, how are we doing this? And she's like, how are you going to steam it? And I was like, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. But like people have been making this for like almost 500 years. I think that we'll be able to figure it out. And she's like, that's a good point. <laughs> like you don't need like a steamer, like any, like a contraption. Right. right people were like making right. this over a fire. So you're going in with this confidence. I was going in with the confidence that like if like a mid- if you- this can be made in a medieval kitchen, it can be made in my kitchen in 2020. The other thing that I found in my extensive research, which I'm sure you guys are all going to be very interested in this factoid, is that, okay, so the pond part of it, like, you know, makes you kind of think like a swamp cake. Like it's not, it does not bring up like, oh yes, I want to eat a pond. (laughs) Um, And it's, most people think that it refers to like when you cut into it and it lets out all this liquid and like creates a pond, which gross. But there's also some controversy controversy in the British pond pudding world that it might actually have been mistranslated in Old English and it's may maybe it's supposed to be pound because it uses oh. like a pound of butter. Like there's right. so much butter that goes into it. Like the bigger ones literally use a pound of butter. So a pound of butter. <laughs> it could be supposed to be called a Sussex pound cake, but we may never know. Okay. 
So it turned out okay. I only made one because I was like, we're not going to eat these. Like this is purely an experiment. And so I made the full recipe because I wanted to, first of all, have like some margin for error, which, you know, in the show, the whole thing was they were like, you have been given exactly the amount of ingredients that you need. And I made the whole recipe, but then I only made one. And I mean, it was fine. It steamed for two hours according. So I used the recipe from the Bake Off website. I think for the the challenge, they maybe only had two hours, period. Whereas the recipe on the website says to steam it for two hours. So I was like, wow, they really did not set these guys up for success. And so basically what I did was I just like covered it, you know, did the little foil thing, covered it and then put it like I steamed it the same way that I would steam like broccoli. I put it on like a little steamer rack with some water in a pot and I'll put a lid on it for two hours and like every once in a while I'll like fill up some more water. And when I took it out, the most of my filling had seen, had like seeped into the, had been absorbed by the crust. So it mm-hmm. didn't actually make a pond, which I don't really know why. And oh well. And it tasted okay. It smelled really bad when it was cooking. Yeah. I remember you were texting me. You're like, it smells disgusting. Yeah. So I didn't, some people said, like I posted something last week. I was like, where do people find suet? And so some people said like, you can get it at the grocery store. I don't know what like very thorough grocery store that you're getting your suet from. I did not find any suet at my grocery store, but I came to find that tallow is a very close cousin of suet. And in fact, it's actually just rendered suet, which when you render something basically means that you like melt it down and then sort of like clean it up and then harden it back together. Like you take out all the little bits because like obviously fat is very, has a lot of bits in it. And so I just used tallow and when it was steaming, it smelled so gross. Like what did it smell like? I mean, it smelled like, like in, how would I describe it? It smelled like the back of like a fast food restaurant, like that just old beef smell. Like, I don't know. Oh, you know okay. I, mean? I can like, kind of imagine that. Yeah, yeah. It smelled like, like a dirty fast food restaurant where you're like, and there's like a little like a hint of mop water in there maybe. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, the, you know, steaming beef fat turns out is a really pungent experience and I did not like it. So, you know, when you cut into it, the filling, but like, I will say that you didn't taste, it didn't taste beefy, really. Right. Somebody sent us a comment and they're like, why don't you could try it again with duck fat? My grandma said to make it with duck fat and it doesn't smell and like is a better taste. And I was like, I'm probably not going to make this again, but I appreciate that that is an option for somebody who's trying to perfect the Sussex Pond pudding. So it tasted okay. You know, it's hard to go wrong with just like a bunch of butter and sugar and lemon. Like that's a pretty classic combo. My lemon, despite being in there for two hours, didn't really soften up. So really, you know, maybe it was also like a lemon variability thing. Cause I had like a pretty sure. hard, you know, maybe not very ripe lemon going into it. So, and you know, just like the lemon you get in like the little bin at the supermarket. Like I'm not sure I didn't hunt down a tender lemon. Maybe I should have. <laughs> A tender lemon. What did it taste like? The dough was, the like crust dough was really, really mild. Like the only, you seasoned it with like basically just a little bit of lemon zest and that was it. Like if I was a British peasant, I would have been like, oh my God, this is so good. But since I live in 2020 where I have access to like sugar and like, you know. The book of pie. The book of pie. (laughs) I was like pretty underwhelmed, but I could see how it, it did taste very like, okay, I could see that this is like an early attempt at dessert making. (laughs) Sure. But I think what surprises me is that this is Prue's favorite. I'm surprised by that too. And I feel like maybe she just must have like a nostalgia for it that informs her taste of it for a different reason. Like, you know, people like weird things, not because they're actually like the best thing that they eat, but because there's like something like an emotional component there. 
Totally, totally. So that's done. I'm not sad to see it go. And, you know, that's the end of... I Like, I have actually loved... It's not the end of the technical challenges, but I'm saying, like, that's the end of the Sussex Pound Pudding. I have loved doing these because it's really like forced me to try some new things with baking that I wouldn't have tried otherwise. So it's been fun. Congrats. That's really cool. So, so far you've done every technical except the finger donuts. Wait, no. Yeah. Wait, was it finger donuts? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't do the finger donuts because I don't have a Only because fryer. you didn't have all the stuff. Yeah. I needed a fat, a fryer and I was not, I don't have one and no one that I, in my like close circle had one. And I was like, you know, what? I'm not going to like go out of my way to try to track down a fryer. For right. This. Especially in COVID times. Right. Exactly. Just not the Wasn't easiest worth thing it. to do. Okay. So on to patisserie week. What's your first note for this episode? My first note for this week were the shirts are out of control. Okay. <laughs> Why is everyone wearing Hawaiian shirts this week? Why for, I mean, is it? I just think the shirts are a little out of control. Noel it was and like Matt spirit both week. had like... Mm-hmm. So did the contestants. Laura, oh, did. Dave, oh, yeah, Laura. and Peter all had Hawaiian That's shirts true. on too. I bet you they planned it. I bet I, you I they mean, just borrowed. They probably bar- borrowed all of Noel's shirts. You know, Joy, I think that's probably a better hypothesis than imagining that almost all of them showed up wearing a Hawaiian shirt. And we're like, oh my God, I I, had, I was going to wear... Like, They've been even, living together. Do you even own a Hawaiian shirt? No. No, me neither. Mm-mm. Scott owns a few. Okay. Of course he does. I actually liked the intro for this one. I thought I it was too. clever. That was cute. My other... He was singing a song. Yeah. My other note, I love... I mean, every week we talk about Bruce Necklace. This one kind of was like a little bit reminiscent of pipe cleaners from a distance, but I liked it. Yeah. I did too. Yeah. And then did Noel get a haircut or does he need a haircut? Something I, different. I was... I, I noted the same thing, and I also noticed his sideburns are getting quite long. But the other thing I'm thinking of is if they are quarantined, and do they have stylists on site that are actively cutting his hair every week because it looked like he had a haircut? Yeah, I mean, and his sideburns were very, very clean. That it would make sense because they, of course, have stylists who are like quarantining with them. So you know, I could. Definitely... I mean, someone has to do Prue's hair exactly, and Paul's hair, yeah, and Paul's tan towels, Paul's tan towels. Okay, so the first recipe is a pâté à savouron. Did I get that right? Yep, savouron. Savouron. And Paul was like, not that many people might know what this is, but think rum baba. And I was like, that did not bring any clarity to this to me at all. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> like, okay. Try again, Paul. Try again. And so as they're like starting this challenge, they're explaining it. And I'm like, I still have no idea what this is. Well, let me just back up for one moment because the previews to this episode were terrifying. Yes. Everything looked very scary. So Here's I'm like, coffee. this one's going to be a nail. Bu- oh, coffee Thanks. delivery. Oh, hi, Brandon. I just saw his hand in the, in the screen. The coffee hand. Okay. So yeah, I feel like this one, Laura's coming in with some doubt. She's not confident about her patisserie skills. Which Peter's, is like very much clears for her because she is the messiest human I've ever seen. Oh my God. Can we talk about this? I was like, anyway, yeah, we'll get there in a second. Yes. She's a mess. She's a hot mess. A literal hot got, mess. Like her her apron was like full of chocolate. And I, I get like you're going to wipe your hands, but she, I think she nervous wipes. So she's like constantly just wiping everything on her I mean, let's talk about the chocolate pouring all over the counter. Even yeah, if, yeah, we'll even if she didn't nervous wipe, like she just is like, pour, like literally just pouring <laughs> things out on top of the table. She's like, I don't even care. Just dump it. Dump the whole thing I mean, over. Yeah. She's at that point where she's losing her marbles. Okay. So the patisserie savaron. Yes. The pâté à savaron. Okay. They, they're explaining it. I still have no idea what this is. Like, we're just going to have to 
move forward and see how this develops. So Ermin is staying traditional. She does, again, the mystery of or what what's a rum baba, but she's making one with creme pat and an apricot glaze. Um, Laura is also making rum baba with a poached pineapple, with poached pineapple, kiwi and rum. Dave is doing honey, tequila, mango, passion fruit and chocolate. And they're like, this is so many flavors. What's going on here? And then Peter is doing strawberry and elderflower. And he's not adding liqueur to his because in a, he in a shocking plot twist, Peter does not drink. I know we were all shocked to find that out. Shocked. Shocked to find that out. And yeah. the other thing, when they're going around and kind of like t- talking to everybody about what they're doing, Paul is like, okay, Peter, like bring back week one, Peter. So like even Paul has been yes. picking up on Peter's fraying nerves. So everyone going into this is like, this is Ermine's week. She's French. This is French baking. And from the get-go, the first thing that she does is she starts over halfway through the challenge. She's like, these didn't rise correctly. I'm starting over. And it's like, girl, you have an hour. This ha- this challenge is more than halfway through and you're going to start over? Like, how are yeah. you going to pull that off? So right. right off the bat, she's acting like very cavalier. But that's really my only note from like, how like the production of these like the bake the actual bake because everyone right. else is like goes pretty well well i think too they mentioned the hot weather again everyone mm. just looks so terribly hot mm-hmm. and how paul mentioned that proving is going to take less time in hot weather and so they're going to have to time this differently mm-hmm. but i'm just like why would, oh my god it just looks so uncomfortable everyone looks so red-faced so as they're doing the judging laura sorry they do ermine first she pulls it off ermine. it's a little underproved. they don't love the texture but like they, she goes first, and it doesn't seem that bad. Then they go to Laura. Her textures are amazing, Her, but, it, but it's a little overspiced. Dave tastes good. They have one small criticism about like the order that everything is like displayed in the right, little cup. Right, like those tilted cups and how yeah. we kind of displayed it differently. But it looked really pretty. It looked so good. But they good. were kind of on the fence about it. But I mean, it was like such a minor, one of those things where it it's very like, minor. this wouldn't have even been brought up in week, in week one. And then Peter gets a handshake. Peter gets a handshake. He is back. His looked beautiful, His by looked the way. so good. They looked so light and just They did. But now that like Laura did decent, Dave did really good, Peter got a handshake. Like now Ermine's like little issue with the texture seems like a huge problem. So she definitely is in the bottom coming out of this one. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. Like Ermine was supposed to kill it this week. What's right. going on? Hopefully What's she can like on? bring herself back up. Okay. Do you have any other uh, notes about the signature? Um, Only that Laura... The comment that Paul made about Laura just kind of having one thing off always mm-hmm. was like, I get it, but I also feel like Laura does a really good job with flavors, which always keeps her hanging on. Mm-hmm. But they're like, you always have like one thing that's off, like the too many spices, like everything else was really good, but the spices were too much or like the look is really bad, but it tastes amazing. Mm-hmm. They're, they were like frustrated with that. So I kind of just wanted to note that too. I have a lot. I mean, I have a lot of things. I feel like I'm going to save some of my commentary about the different each baker for the end when we talk about who went home okay okay so going into the technical it is a danish cornucopia this one is so random (gasps) holy random i looked at this and i was like you gotta be kidding me what i've never even seen one of these before i mean this more than anything felt like a test in reading directions like okay you've gotten this far can you you know kind of follow this like really random set of instructions and come up with what you're supposed to come up with right i I mean, I'll probably try making this. It's basically almond cookies that are like stacked in a certain shape. I'm not super confident that like we would eat it. But, you know, I have kids. They might they might eat cookies. But it looks intense. Like they go to the tent, you know, or Paul and Prue are kind of going over it. And I'm like, what the heck is this? Laura is crying before she even starts. Right? <laughs> I was like, Laura's losing it. 
she's Laura like Laura is losing it I don't have a logical brain and I'm like I don't think that you mean logical I think but like that makes you just sound like you're completely unhinged but I see what you're right, what you're right. getting at maybe you don't have right. a mathematical or a technical Everyth- brain right well all of this is very overwhelming to her yes. all the details of the technical little sizes and all the specific you know little yeah. shapes that she has to make she just can't wrap her head around it and it shows she just starts losing it immediately yeah and then but the only the other thing I wanted to say is like from the get-go she's coming in with a lack of confidence a thousand like from the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. so that just fed into it like yeah. this was her worst nightmare was immediately she didn't know what was going on how to even start and so she just started to go on this spiral yeah she just was like oh she has no confidence whatsoever like she's trying to read it and she's like i just can't understand what it's telling me to do like this is not how my brain right. works this is my worst nightmare so right. she's like really getting down and matt is really sweet he comes over to her and is like she's like this is my worst nightmare is not presenting f- something for the technical and he's like but you all you will present something like just take it one step at a time you're gonna figure it out if you could if you weren't gonna figure it out you wouldn't still be here and like he was really sweet to her which i thought was yeah cute. he was so sweet yeah whereas like noel is walking around like talking to david and David is like not even acknowledging him. <laughs> David is talking. No, was it Noel and Ermine where he like went up to her and talked about like her sitting on top of him and then putting a big coat on and then like presenting yes. the cake out of a yes. coat? I was like, what are you even saying? I know. It's like this is getting weirder and oh weirder every time yeah. Noel opens his mouth. But but my but Matt was being cute. So okay, going into the judging, David's he put his on instead of like imagining a cornucopia imagine, shape. Yeah, instead of a cornucopia shape, <laughs> his was. Upside down cornucopia, which looks like a penis. Yeah, it was a little phallic. And they, <laughs> they come out phallic. and Paul just like loses it Paul laughing. immediately loses <laughs> He's it. He's like, okay, this is not what this is supposed to look like. But so Dave's is overbaked. It's bone dry. It's in the wrong shape. Peter's is in not, didn't make a great, it didn't get quite the full cornucopia angle, but like more or less did okay. The little cookies are a little overbaked. Laura's, of course, is a total mess and it's raw. Uh, a nightmare. And Hermine's is a good shape and the flavor is good, but the t- the decorations they didn't like because they couldn't see like the frosting, the icing. Laura loses and then David and then Hermine and then Peter actually wins, which I was surprised. I was very surprised. I thought Hermine would win. I feel like they were really holding Hermine to a high standard for this this um, I week. agree. Even in this challenge, Ermine was still like a little bit cavalier. She's just kind of like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, play it by ear. I'm just, I'm not going to, you know, I'm just going to kind of put it in the oven and just see what it, see how it goes. Like she's really coming into this. I feel like she was just acting like, yeah, I got this in the bag. Like I don't need to worry about it. All right. So coming out of the technical, Laura is really in the bottom. And then the, and then Peter is you know, just like killing it, killing it. And then David and Ermine feel like they're kind of in the middle. The showstopper is 25 miniature cube shaped cakes. I'm surprised there's not a French phrase for this. I know. They're like, you're mini cakes. And I was like, oh, this isn't like a petty four. Like this is like just a thing. A cube cake. A mini cube cake. So, you know, the thing about this, obviously, is that they need to be all completely uniform, all very, like, beautiful. They need to all, you know, of course, as they would, as Paul and Prue would say, they need to taste good, but they need to look very professional and very, like, dainty. Like, this is where the real patisserie angle comes in. Peter is making a chocolate raspberry pistachio. Dave is doing different types of chocolate coffee. Laura is doing a chocolate chocolate gateau. And then Ermine is going home. That's my note when she starts explaining. That's my note when she starts explaining. 
explaining what she's making because she's like, oh, because she just completely changed. She was like, so my my stuff in practice wasn't working. So I changed my recipe yesterday and I came up with this recipe yesterday. And And I was like, she hasn't tried it. And she hasn't tried it. And I was like, Ermine, like you, you did not come to win. You thought you could just like walk into this tent and walk out the door with patisserie week. And everyone else is completely locked and loaded. And you are just walking in here like it doesn't matter. Like it's a little too cavalier. Way, way too cavalier. You got to step it up. And yeah. Got to show some sweat. Yeah, I was just like, Ermine's going home. What the heck? She's not prepared. This is like the the like A plus student who doesn't think they have to study for tests. And then they go, they walk into a test and it's like, and they fail. And they're like, why did I fail? It's like, well, because everyone else studied except for you. Like your natural talent can only take you so far. Like this is the week or this challenge. I felt like Ermine's like kind of rock steadiness went over the edge into not caring enough. So my next note is still so nervous about Ermine. I'm, I still have hope at this point that she can pull it off. Laura is the messiest baker I've ever seen. Just coming back to that again. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I mean, look. They're baking. There's going to be a mess. But hers is a whole new level of messiness. It's almost like, it's like she's trying. It makes, me, it makes me nervous to watch her because there's just so much shit everywhere. It's almost like she's trying to be as messy as possible. Right. Right. Like I can't think of it. A, a, I don't think I could be that messy if I wanted to be. So, I mean, at one point she just like takes a pan of chocolate and just pours it everywhere. Right. Like she tries to get, she doesn't even try to get it into the bowl. She just pours it. It goes all over. It drips onto the floor. She's just like, meh. Yeah. She's like, oh, well, I'm like, dude, okay. this is getting out of control. <laughs> this is a little out of control. So she's trying to put a mirror glaze on hers. The mirror glaze completely doesn't set. It's super, super watery. And hers look terrible. Terrible. Like it looks like they... Yeah. I, I can't even describe it because like they're just so, so, so terrible looking. Can I make a funny note? One of my notes was uh, Dave says he's a square guy. And I was like, of course you did, Dave. <laughs> Dave. I can't. Dave. Oh, I also noted that Dave has a, has a, um, probably like a fun edgy side because he has holes for a, a lip piercing and a one earring piercing. Yeah. That's from his Blink-182 days, Joy. 100%. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I just still like him. Like, he's a good baker. Oh, you, you can't say that he's not a good baker. But everything he says, I'm just like, you are so not interesting. Like, I just can't like you. It's uh, so funny. I can't. It's just hard. You know, I have nothing against him, but I just like have not warmed up to him at all. But it's not like Mark where you like loved Mark. Not at you all. You know what I mean? You're just like, Mark, and like so cute. Peter is so cute. And like Laura, I can really like, you know, identify with sometimes. And then Ermine, I just think is like so spunky and hilarious. And then it's just like, and Dave. Dave. <laughs> You're like, okay. Dave. Dave is also in the tent. Cheers. Cheers. He also says cheers yeah. after they like, like his bake. Cheers. So cute. Okay. Going into the show supper, judging my, I feel like this is going to be brutal because everybody's (laughs) are like, everybody kind of struggles to pull it off in the end a little bit. So starting with our favorite person, Dave, they look great. He does great. And my note in all caps is he's just so boring though. I cannot. (laughs) (laughs) He's so boring. So I'm sorry, Dave. I'm sure that you're great in person and I just doesn't come across. Oh my god. Laura, maybe he needs to put those piercings back in. Yeah, seriously, get get something <laughs> going on here. As Laura is walking up to the judging, Prue's face looks pained. Uh, she does. She's look like, pained. "Oh god. What are we about to have to eat?" But oh, no. they taste amazing and you know that is always yeah. her saving grace. Always her saving grace. They're like, this is amazing. It just looks like crap. Peter, they look really good. They taste really good. He does great. Peter has nailed this week. Nailed it. They're like, it is spot on. They love it. Perfect. 
And it looks beautiful. It, it looks, looks beautiful. beautiful. And the Nermeans look like mar- melting marshmallows. They're disappointed. Oh, the they, flavor is bad. They, they completely flop. Yeah. Yeah. She just like completely winged it. Like you can't wing yeah, it in a semifinal showstopper. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I wonder what's going on with her. This really was the first time I saw her lose it yes. a little bit. So going into the final judging, it's obviously between Ermine and Laura going home. And Peter has to be a star baker. For sure. For sure. So they come out and announce it. And Peter is star baker, which yay, Peter. So happy for him. Yay, Peter. Cutie pie. Okay. And now we will dedicate the rest of this episode to discussing the fact oh, that Ermine, Ermine goes home. Goes home. I was so bummed, but she deserved it. She deserved to go home because she did terrible this week. She did not come to win. She did not come prepared. She was not there to win this week. And when there's only, you know, when you're going into the final, you have to come in there like locked and loaded. And she just didn't. And okay, so Paul Hollywood posted me on his Instagram about how people were like trolling Laura because, you know, everyone was like, Laura had, and I felt this way too. It was like, Laura has been in the bottom for weeks. She has Wait, gotten through. they were through. trolling Laura? No, no, no. Paul wasn't. He he wrote a post about this. He was like, I've seen a lot of people trolling Laura. Yeah, the people rule- are trolling Laura. And you know how we were talking about how like the, the, the way that they judge is not like week by week. They look at everything. Right. That's not true. He actually posted and he was like, the rules, and they have always been the rules for 11 years, are that we only judge on that week's performance. Really? Yeah, which I didn't. I mean, I feel like is not how we've heard them talk about it, but apparently those are the those are the rules. So now we know. Oh, let me read it. Let me read it. I have it right here. Yeah. It says, I've heard of some sad people trolling Laura. It's disgusting behavior. Those of you who may not be aware how Bake Off works or new to the series may have missed what we have always, in all caps, done on Bake Off judging. Each week stands on its own. It never matters what any baker has done in previous weeks. I didn't know that. I didn't, uh, yeah. Even even if you win four out of five star bakers and then have a bad week, you will be at risk of going, sadly. It's the rule that has been in place for 11 years! Exclamation point, exclamation point. Also, I only, all caps, give out handshakes in signature, not in showstopper or technical. There was one exception three years ago. Stop trolling any of the bakers. Remember, Prue and I can actually smell and eat the bakes. Bring on the final. You tell him, Paul Hollywood. That was a lot of caps. Yes, he was fired up. I think that's as fired up as like a British person ever gets. Dang. So I did feel kind of like Ermine was kind of robbed though because like, you know, reading that from Paul, it makes sense because like Ermine absolutely was not prepared at all for this week. Like she just did not, she did not come to win. And Laura, at the end of the day, pulled it off in the showstopper a little bit better than Ermine did. But she, Laura has gotten through, I think, less because of her own successes and more because of other people's failures. Yep, totally agree. And it's unusual for someone like that to get all the way through the final. Like, there's always a couple of those every season where it's like, this person isn't a bad baker by any means, but they're by far not the strongest baker in the tent. And you just have to wait until the people who are worse than them goes home. It's sort of like, you know, you don't have to outrun the bear. You just have to outrun your friends. Like, eventually, you know, she becomes the person who's closest to the bear, not the person who's actually doing the best. Right. And surprisingly that hasn't happened for her yet. And like her flavors, obviously we've talked about this a million times have saved her, but it feels like Ermine does amazing the whole series and then has one bad week and goes home. Yeah. Laura has been in the bottom. It feels like almost every week and then stays through the final. And that just was so frustrating. That was frustrating. But now I know for sure. Right. I actually didn't know that. No, I didn't either. That they judge just on the week. So, okay. 
I get it. It's annoying. I'm so bummed, obviously, because I thought Emery was going to win the whole thing. But I totally, you know, I don't feel like she was robbed because she just did not walk into the tent with a game face on this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. It was very surprising. I feel more robbed by Ermine than I do by Paul. Yeah. I'm like, Ermine, you did me wrong. I was rooting yeah. for you. So who do you think is going to win in the finals? It's got to be Peter. I think it's going to be Peter. Peter, which makes me so happy because that was my prediction. I know. From the beginning. <laughs> and because there's there's no way that Laura can hold up nope. to Dave or Peter. No. She's not sure. neat enough. And Dave's always going to be like just below the top. Yes. And because... I just think it's his personality. Like, I do think that that's where you see him not being that, like, interesting of a guy. (laughs) Is that his... Dave, bring back the piercings. Yeah. Make it blink 182. Well, it's truly that, like, even his bakes are never like, wow, I can't believe you came up with that. It's like, yeah, that was good, but it was very, like, not that memorable. Like, good, but not memorable. I think, yeah, I think it's going to be Peter. I hope it's Peter. I'm going to be upset if it's Dave. (laughs) I know. I really hope it's I just don't think, unless Laura walks in the tent next week with a level of detail oh my god awareness that she has yet to display in 11 weeks <laughs> with a new attitude and a new set of a new decorating skills <laughs> right okay well we have one more episode i know do you think we're gonna keep doing it do you think we're gonna go back and do the other seasons let's let the listeners decide only time will tell because well, here's the thing here's my only hang up on doing past episodes. It's everybody knows the ending. That's the hard mm-hmm. part. It's like you don't have the suspense. Like everyone knows the ending. Yeah, but I feel like we could watch it objectively and then sure. people could like feel like they were watching it through fresh eyes and it could bring breathe new life into the series. Breathe new life. Yeah. And then my hope really is that they have some miracle way to do a Christmas season because that's really I my know. favorite is when they do like these little bonuses. <laughs> they are very cute. <gasps> All right, guys. Thank you for hanging out with us this weekend. Just so you guys know, and I'm going to keep talking about it because I feel very very strongly about how much effort we put into this. We get up at seven in the morning on Saturday and record this for you so that you can listen to it. It's so much fun, but it's a labor of love. So if you are enjoying this podcast, please share it with a friend to help us feel better about spending our entire Saturday morning doing this. No, we are loving it. It's so much fun. (laughs) But really, if you are liking it, please share it with a friend because that really helps us. You can follow us on Instagram at joyandclaire underscore. We are on Facebook Joy and Claire. You can go to joyandclaire.com. You can email us at thisisjoyandclaire at gmail.com. Please tag us in all your baking related things. And we will talk to you next weekend for the the final. final. So until then, on your marks, get set, bake, bake. We're never going to get it together. (laughs) 